0: okay so we are in the last week of this series which has been called which is called stories uh, because it's about stories from the Bible it's about stories of characters that you probably have heard about but at least uh, ways to look at them differently um, we we started with Jonah and the simple fact that Jonah was a prophet of God somebody who was supposed to be a follower of God somebody who was supposed to tell other people about God but he was so judgmental and so angry about other people that he didn't even think they deserved to hear about him and he was so mad because, and the reason he was mad was because he knew God would help them and give them another chance. And that's ridiculous. Unfortunately, there are always going to be people like that. People who, uh, think that religion is more important than faith. People that think that, that their way is the highway and etc. And they, that can hurt other people a lot. And it makes it harder for us. It makes it harder for us to, to show people Jesus. Um, we talked about Peter and how he, he did his best over and over again. And sometimes he screwed up and sometimes he didn't. He was a lot of up and down, but it was always because he was making an effort. So whenever he failed, he would learn from that and he would grow. And eventually he got it and he was this amazing uh, pastor. And he did so much for, for the faith and, and to show people Jesus. And last week in the recording, so you've, I'm sure everybody's listened to it a couple times, uh, I talked about Timothy. And the cool thing about Timothy is that he... Uh, was raised in the faith and he lived in the faith his entire life because one of the things you'll notice is occasionally there'll be somebody who comes into a church or to a youth meeting or to something, and they have this powerful testimony because they did everything wrong, like they sinned or they were caught in addiction or they were caught in something else, and their lives were horrible, and then they got saved and their lives changed, or somebody in prison and their lives changed, and that's awesome, and it's a very cool testimony, and it's powerful. But another equally cool and powerful testimony is if you can live this life your whole life, and that's what Timothy did, and he showed people that, that it's okay to be a Christian as a young person and an older person and to live like Jesus and to keep doing that and he lived his entire life he died at age 80 still preaching and still living uh the faith and doing everything he could and so it was really cool to talk about him and and to just know that we can learn from him and we can be like him um this week I am going to flip it and and we are going to talk about you and we're going to talk about your story and about what that can be and how you should want it to be and how you can start to 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 live it out and to do better. And so the call is coming from inside the house implies that your story is what you make it. Your story is from the inside out. Your story is starting. It's already started. It is not something that other people can write. It's not something that any one thing you do will define. It is defined over several years, over your entire life, doing everything you can to be like Jesus. So I'm going to start with going to Timothy, First Timothy 4, 12 through 16. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers, and teaching them. Do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your tasks so that everyone will see your progress. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. This is Paul talking to Timothy, who, like I said, was very young and starting out in the faith. And Paul had such uh, high hopes for him. And he, he loved Timothy so much as a son because Paul had lived the wrong life for a lot of his life. And he saw Timothy have a chance to get it. And so when he says, hey, don't let people look down on you just because you're young, just because you're new to this, just because you're you're the age you are. Um, I've talked about this a lot with you guys. Like a lot of people in your life are going to say, hey, act your age. Like you need to be more mature. You need to know more about this stuff. You need to have more opinions, and you need to be more educated, and blah, 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 blah. And then a lot of people are also saying, hey, your opinion doesn't matter because you're so young. And so you're always looked down on, and people will think, well, you know, someday you'll do this, or this day, someday, blah, blah, blah. But you guys have this chance to be like Timothy now. You have this chance to be the faith now. Um, I've talked about this a lot, too. Like, the older generations, we've kind of messed it up. And uh, the Capital C Church over the history of its time has done a lot of good absolutely and has spread the word absolutely and done a lot for Jesus absolutely but a lot of people have also screwed it up and had a lot of anger and hatred and judgment and and just bad things if you look through the history and so you guys have this chance like Timothy to ignore how old you are and just be who you can be and start your story now. And that's the first part of the story is understanding, hey, who do I want to be when I grow up? Like, who do I want to be? Not just in terms of profession, not just in terms of of like relationships and marriage and stuff, but but who you want to be, how you want people to remember you, what you want your legacy to be. All of that can start now. I'm not saying put pressure on yourself to be perfect because you're not going to be perfect. But to say, I want to be like Jesus. I want to show people who that is. And Paul here says, You know what? Stay true for the sake of your own salvation, which is obviously important, but also the way you live, the way you treat others, the way you talk, the way you grow, that helps other people find salvation. I've said this a lot, like you can't work your way into heaven. There's no action or no mission work or no serving that you can do to earn into heaven. It all depends on whether or not you accept Jesus, but The actions you do, the service you do, the way that you treat other people, that can help other people see the way to heaven. And so that's so cool to see from Timothy, but it's also something all of you can do because you're at this age where, again, not everybody takes you seriously, but that doesn't matter because all you have to do is be who you are because that is enough and that matters. I want to go on to Romans, and this is still Paul talking, uh, 3, 23 through 26, For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God in His grace freely makes us right in His sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when He freed us from the penalty of our sin. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed His life, shedding His blood. The sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past, for he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just, and he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. So this is an important idea that sometimes we forget as we get older, and sometimes we forget as we've been in a church for a lifetime. Everybody has sinned. Every single person in the entire world has sinned, which means nobody is perfect, which means nobody has to be perfect. That does not mean, oh, well, everybody sins, so I can do whatever I want and ask for forgiveness later. Because if you live that way, your heart will get hardened, and you'll stop wanting to ask, and you'll change who you are, and you it'll build... Uh, Such a steep hole, such a deep hole that, that you will just so struggle. And so it's important again to choose to try your best to be like Jesus. But it's also important to know that you don't have to be perfect, that you're not going to be perfect, that he already loves you, that nothing, nothing can separate you from that love and that he sees you. And it's not something you can do alone. It's not something you can do by yourself. It's not something that you have to do by yourself. It's something that he sees more in you than you see in yourself than other people may see in you. And that is part of your story is understanding. Hey, I'm in this this faith where everybody has this same chance to do something, and everybody has messed up, and everybody has said the wrong thing, or done the wrong thing, or hurt someone, and so you can learn from each other, and from yourself, and from other people's mistakes, and and you can go forward, And, and it's such a... Cool concept and such a tough concept, because when we mess up, there are always going to be people that are willing, are ready to come up and point out your past, and point out what you've done wrong, and point out how you're not being like you should, or how you're not like them, and that sucks, and it's hard, and it happens regardless of age, but as Paul says here, Even they have sinned like everybody in the history of time aside from Jesus has sinned which means that everybody needs God and everybody needs to do better and everybody can do better because each day we can do better than the day before each day we can learn from the day that we just lived each day you can say you know what this is where I messed up I want to try not to do that again I want to try to learn from that I want to try to grow from that and this can all be part of your story. The as I said with the first thing about testimonies, like there's never going to be this one part where boom, your story's done until you're dead, obviously. But it's important to try to build that now to think about who do I want to be? Like, how do I want people to see me? What do I want people to write about me? What do I want people to learn from me? And again, not to hold yourself to the standard of I have to be perfect and I have to be there now, but to start to put yourself on that path of you know what. I don't care how old I am. I'm going to try to be like Jesus. And so you start to, to do that. You start to help people. You start to love people. You start to, to show people who he is to you and what that, that means to you. And, and then you go forward and you're like, you know what? Everybody has messed up. So when I mess up, I'm going to grow and I'm going to get forgiveness and I'm going to learn. And then be willing to give forgiveness. Uh, the last scripture that I want to do, and this is the most important one to me, but it, they're all obviously vital. Uh, Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. This is something that I talk about my entire life. It's the reason I have love God, love others above the door. This is what it means to be a Christian, in my opinion. And this is what you can base your story around. We've talked just tonight about Timothy and how Timothy uh, was young, but he was still trying to do his best. And we've talked about how you have sinned. Everyone has sinned. Any adult, the best adult you can think of has sinned, has messed up. And so you can just keep trying to do your best. And this is all part of your story. This is all something you can start to build now, but all of it begins with this. All of it begins with the idea that to love God means to do your best to to love God. It means to do your best to follow him, to do your best to to go to youth when you can, to go to church when you can, to, to read the Bible, to pray, to do all of those things, but also to give your life to him and to say, you know, God, please forgive me and help me to live for you. And then to show that in the world, to live that in the world, to stand up to temptations. Uh, temptation on its own is not a sin, but to stand up to it and to learn from it, to grow from it, and then to love others. And the cool thing, the hard thing about this is the word he used for love in each of these is the same word. It's agape, it's unconditional, which means he says, love God in the same way you love others. Love others in the same way that you love God. That means unconditionally. That means it doesn't matter uh, what they do it doesn't matter how they differ from you it means love them it does not mean be best friends with everybody it does not mean you have to like everybody or get along with everybody but it means you have to love them and you have to pray for them and you have to hope for them and you have to not hate them and you have to be forgiving and understanding and all of those things now if somebody is abusive and somebody has really hurt you I'm not saying you know you have to walk off and be like oh I forgive you we're best friends now no not that Forgiveness is not necessarily for the other people. It's for you and it doesn't mean forgive and forget because that's not a thing. It's forgiving is letting go. It's just letting it not have power in your life. That doesn't mean that there still won't be scars or consequences or all of those things. So you want to grow with that and get help for that and all of those things. But you still want to love others, which means treat them like you'd want to be treated, which means talk to them like you'd want to be treated. Unfortunately, this is like the hardest thing for so many Christians in the world. You see so many people think, well, this is my way and this is how I think it should be. This is my checklist. And anybody who differs from this, I don't care what they do and I don't care who they are and I don't care what they say. Uh, Or even like, hey, they believe differently than me, they're evil. They vote differently than me, they're evil, they're evil. They cheer for a different team than me, they're evil. Like, whatever it is, like, we people have this idea. But right here, Jesus says, forget that. Like, forget that noise. Love them. Show them who I am, because I got news for you. I cut this to the love God, love others part of the scripture. But before this, a Pharisee who is a, a, a pastor in the Jewish faith for God was like, hey, Jesus... What's the greatest commandment? And the reason he asked that was not to learn, and it was not to find out more, or not to get Jesus' opinion. He asked that because he wanted to trick Jesus. He wanted Jesus to choose and pick a commandment, like, oh, don't murder. So that he could be like, oh, yeah, so don't murder. Like, everything else is fine then. You don't have to honor God. You don't have to honor your parents. Like, don't murder and, like, make fun of him. Or he wanted Jesus to say, I can't choose, they're all the same. So that he'd be like, oh, I thought you were a teacher of law. The point is he was trying to trap Jesus. Over and over again, the Pharisees would go to boo and to mock and to trap Jesus. Other people in the crowd would boo and mock and make fun of uh, eventually, like before he went to the cross, people chose a murderer over him, and yet he still loved them. And on the cross, he still said, "Father, forgive them, forgive all of them." And going back to the everybody who sinned, the most amazing thing, the biggest miracle you'll ever hear about, is Jesus died on the cross for you at your worst. He died on the cross for everybody as a sinner. He died on the cross for everybody in the entire history of the world and the entire future of the world. He died on the cross for everybody. That doesn't mean that everybody's going to be a Christian. It doesn't mean everybody's going to follow him. It doesn't mean everybody's going to do the right thing, but it means that he died so that everyone would have that chance. And he died for us at our worst. Um, One of the things that, that we could do is think about if you had to do that. Like, not just die for everybody else, but think about if somebody came to your house and said, hey, so I'm going to have, I don't know who, an amazing, Mike Tyson in the 90s is who I'm going to use. Mike Tyson is going to punch you in the face as hard as he can so that this person that you hate, the worst person in the world, will not have a disease anymore. Most of us, most people in the world would be like, no, forget that. Jesus literally died for those people. He died for the people who were throwing stones at him. He died for the people who were making fun of him, who wanted him to die. And yet he did it out of love. And he did it to say to us, love people in this same way. Like, sacrifice your life, not literally necessarily, but sacrifice your life in the way that you are putting others first. Uh, You're putting Jesus above everything, and then you're putting others there, and then you're putting yourself. And you're doing everything you can to show people who he is, to show people what your story can be. And the whole idea of stories comes from the fact that we look at Jonah, and we can kind of cut it down to a couple of things. Obviously the whale, but that anger, and that hatred is what stands out. When he was living his life, he didn't want people to think that. He wasn't thinking, I hope people think I'm a judgmental jerk someday. He was thinking, I'm just going to be me, I don't care about anything else. Eventually, though, his decisions and everything he did led to that peter at the time he's not trying to define himself he's just trying to be like jesus and he's screwing up but he's doing his best but we look at that and we think oh peter he was the rock of the church like peter was a disciple peter and we know the bad that he did too like the doubting and or the denying and everything but we still know peter as wow he he was a disciple like he was right there with jesus uh, Timothy, not everybody might know Timothy, but we look at his life, and they're like, oh man, while he was living his life, he wasn't thinking, this is who I'm going to be. He's just thinking, I want to follow Jesus, and that defined him. So the point of that is, right now, most of us, and I'm including the adults, and I'm including people, your parents, and I'm including everybody else, we don't live our lives thinking, this is who how I want to be remembered. This is who I want to be. And it's good, because you don't want to carry that all the time. But at the same time, what we do, how we talk, how we... we treat other people, that is building this story, that is making our story known so that other people one day will be like, oh, this is who Cooper was, or this is who Micah was, or this is who Kayla was, and it's like, this is their story, and again, we don't do it just for that idea, but we do it so that somebody's like, man, you know what, Rob made such a difference in my life, and he never really knew it, but he was there, and he really helped, and yeah, he took some puppies along the way, but he still did so much good, or, or Seth did so much. I'm not going to list everybody here. But, but it's like this person meant so much to me. And that's an important part of our story. All of the stuff like marriage and career and sports and everything. That's cool and it's important and it's part of your story. But the most important part, the vital part, the part that you decide is how you treat other people and how people will remember you, not by what they think, but by the actions, by the love, by the way you show Jesus. And that's something that age doesn't matter to. That's something that you can do now. That's something that you can start to build now. That's the whole point of this series, is that you have this chance to be better than the generations before, not to be perfect because you're not going to be perfect, but to be forgiving of yourself, to accept forgiveness, but also to show forgiveness, to show grace, to show love, to show Jesus, and to do everything you can to be like him. That's all I got.